We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> And then there was one, one final game remaining in the NFC playoffs before the Super Bowl and one team left standing in the NFC East after the Philadelphia Eagles hammered the New York Giants Saturday night and the Dallas Cowboys suffer yet another heartbreaking postseason loss at the hands of the San Francisco 49ers. John, we've got the Eagles and the Niners in Philly Sunday afternoon. I cannot wait. How about you? Dude, cannot wait. Cannot wait. I'm happy we still have some representation. Uh, yeah. Sad that it's got to be the Eagles. But I think they're going to represent well. Um, I'm excited for the game. Me too. Uh, this is going to be a great game. We'll talk about um, just what this marquee matchup of clearly the best two teams in the NFC and uh, what for it's going to sure. bring. Uh, but let's recap uh, divisional playoff weekend first. And that uh, we're going to go uh, to uh, Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, 38 to seven, the Philadelphia Eagles absolutely poured it on the Giants. The Giants coming off all of that momentum with their upset of the Vikings in round one, but the Eagles looked the part. Uh, I think a lot of people, uh, as as the season came to an end and Jalen Hurts got hurt, the Eagles went on a losing streak. They lost to the Dallas Cowboys. They lost to the New Orleans Saints, but that was with their backup quarterback. And uh, guys, the Eagles are healthy uh, going into. This game, Lane Johnson, who had the torn abdomen, he, of course, was back, played a flawless game. And he's going up against Kayvon Thibodeau and Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence, some of the best defensive linemen in the league. And uh, they keep Jalen Hurts clean. Uh, But more than anything, they just pound the rock. They do what the Eagles do uh, for a total of, let's see, I don't know, it was over 200 yards. uh, 268, excuse me, total. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell leading the way, actually, with 112. Miles Sanders, 90. Jalen Hurts did his thing. And Boston Scott actually got in the end zone as well. Everyone on the Eagles was scoring. I mean, when I saw the game start off with Dallas Goddard putting his paw out to to get a one-handed touchdown, breaks a tackle. Uh, Devontae Smith gets in the end zone. Uh, Kind of a quiet day for A.J. Brown, but if I'm an Eagles fan, if if you can put up 38 points without A.J. Brown doing much, that, that says a lot. Over on the Giants' side, uh, Daniel Jones came crashing back down to reality. I still feel that he's the uh, quarterback going forward. I think he will get a contract extension. But in this game, no touchdowns. And, of course, he throws the interception, which uh, he's been known to do in the past. Saquon Barkley had 60 yards rushing on, on limited carries, but being down that many points that fast, they couldn't establish the running game. And other than Richie James Jr. on some check down passes, the Giants' offense was really anemic. And the better team won here. Uh, Pats off to Brian Dable, and the Giants were making it this far. But, John, the Eagles are elite. There you go. Hey, sorry, Brian. Yeah, you're good. You're, actually, you're back. Uh, a little technical difficulty there. We're no, back. I was saying, you said the Eagles are dominant, and and they clearly dominated this game, and that's why I'm so excited for this matchup uh, coming up this weekend. Um, but before we get there, obviously, 
as you mentioned, they just kind of asserted their dominance against the Giants. And, um, you know, a lot of people coming into this game, obviously we talked about last week, we're kind of questioning. And I think even we kind of were like, what are they going to look like with some of these injuries coming back? How's Jalen going to look? The Philadelphia Eagles did what they did all season long, and they just asserted themselves on a on a lesser opponent. And they, again, find a way to win without Jalen sometimes. And this was a game where they did so. I was surprised, uh, like you mentioned, that Kenneth Gainwell was the one that led the way for them. Yeah. Um, but the whole running attack, I mean, even Jalen, you know, moving the ball with his legs when he needed to, um, did plenty for them. And the score kind of blows your mind when you look at the – with the uh, the – receiving yards and stuff but as you mentioned he was just kind of spreading the ball around to everybody everybody got a touchdown it felt like um but yeah man they just did their thing and they were having a good time we were talking pre-pod Sirianni's having a good time he's yeah. talking his smack he's getting into it so the Eagles did everything that they needed to do and and I think that they kind of reestablished in everybody's mind okay the bye week served us well we're good we're healthy off of injuries and we're ready to to try and go out and make another Super Bowl um Man, the Giants, you, you feel bad for the way that it ended, but we yeah. said it all year long. What a story. Um, I think we ended up even just getting so high on that on that story, or at least I know I did, that yes. they they produced much more than we thought that they were going to. They made it to the second round of the playoffs. So yes. I think I ended up giving the Giants a little too much credit. As soon as it got out to fourteen nothing, I was like, Oh, this is this isn't gonna be good. <laughs> um and then yeah, of course you mentioned Danny Dimes. I think I agree with you. I think I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he's re-signed next year. I think as a Giants fan, it doesn't leave a great taste in your mouth that that's his final performance. Um, but to your point, I mean, just the better team won, right? So it's hard to discredit, you know, a one poor performance in a playoff game against arguably one of the top two teams in the, in the conference. So, um, yeah. And again, I mean, not to beat a dead horse, you mentioned, you know, limited carries for Saquon. You would have loved to have seen more. Obviously, they they get uh, Philly gets out to a lead early and kind of squashes that. But Giants fans, you got to be excited um, getting getting your mind ready for next year and for what Dayball and and team are going to do for this for this uh, Giants team. So, um, good luck, Giants. Yeah, we'll definitely talk uh, about the Giants in their off season as we get into you know some of our free agent and draft podcasts here in in the coming months. <clears throat> Uh, but but now let's stick on the teams that are still alive. Before I get to my uh, my Dallas Cowboys, I do want to shout out uh, the Philadelphia Eagles in clinching that win uh, against the Giants. This is their seventh appearance in the NFC Championship game since the year 2000. That's the most in the NFL as far as conference championship appearances. That spans over three different head coaches. Andy Reid, of course, um, in the Donovan McNabb years in the early 2000s. Doug Peterson uh, with Nick Foles and his magical Super Bowl run. And now Nick Sirianni. So this this is the most successful franchise in the NFC, although they've certainly had their ups and downs. Uh, w- when they're good, there's nobody better uh, in the NFC than Philadelphia. Yeah, I mean, one, one, one Super Bowl win to uh, to account for all of that. So I guess you're not yes. that great, Philly. Yes, no. They, I th- when they, when they've gotten to the biggest stage, they uh, other than that 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 run by Nick Foles of all, of all people, uh, you know Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, they they never could get uh, that Super Bowl ring. We'll see if Jalen Hurts is up for the task, and uh, Jalen Hurts is going to be going up against Brock Purdy uh, because, of course, the San Francisco Forty Niners uh, beat the Dallas Cowboys in, in a real defensive battle, nineteen to twelve. John, this gave me like a 1990s kind of football vibe. Oh yeah, like you knew you knew uh just one or two 
pivotal plays on 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 each side of the ball was going to decide the game. Unfortunately, those pivotal plays were turnovers for Dak Prescott. Uh, I told you guys I've been lining up for boosters of the Dak scene, but yet I was still left sick with the performance that I saw on the field. Dak, man, uh, two interceptions, a QBR of 50. What, other than C.D. Lamb, who had played a great game, one, one, uh, shout out to C.D. He was really, I think, one of the only Cowboys on the field who, who belonged with the, yeah. the elite roster of the 49ers. Uh, but but the rest of the rest of the Cowboys passing attempt was inept. Dalton Schultz, Michael Gallup, T.Y. Hilton didn't do anything. Uh, Tony Pollard breaks his leg. He's going to be out three months. So hate to see that. Really as soon as Tony, yeah, as soon as Tony went down, I knew we were in trouble. Uh, Zeke just looks so sluggish in, in and out of his cuts. He's not a number one running back anymore. And we had to rely on Dak. Dak was not at his best. He was not playing like he was Monday night football against the Buccaneers in the wild card round. He reverted back to the Dak Prescott that led the NFL in interceptions. Uh, through throws two pivotal ones, one of them in the red zone to Fred Warner. That play, uh, and then juxtapose it on the 49ers sideline when the Niners were in the red zone. Brock Purdy throws it right to Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs drops a wide open interception. Those two yeah. plays, the lack of interception by Diggs and the turnover by Fred Warner, who I can't Fred Warner's covering C D Lamb in the slot. It's absolutely ridiculous the talent the 49ers have on the defensive side of the football. <laughs> it's it's almost unfair. Uh, but it's it, the Cowboys' defense w- was uh, was up to the task as well. Uh, one good thing before I, I uh, dismiss the Cowboys for the offseason, I do want to say <laughs> congratulations uh, to, to Dan Quinn. We get Dan Quinn back. All it tells me is that we're going to have this kind of defense that we saw on the field Sunday. We're going to have that next year, which means the Cowboys are going to be competitive. So awesome to have Dan Quinn back in house, and he had that defense ready to play. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, uh, they're playing their asses off on the defensive line. Brock Purdy was only three of ten when he was under pressure. So when we got to Brock Purdy, they were very ineffective. Uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, was was not himself in this game, although he got in the end zone. Christian McCaffrey had let's see here, fifty two total yards. Debo Samuel had about fifty five total yards. So the playmakers. Uh, we're, we're in check uh, for, for the 49ers, but George Kittle, old reliable George Kittle, man, comes up Gosh. with five catches, 95 yards. He had that crazy juggling Circus catch. catch yep. he, he, his energy is so infectious. He's making goofy faces at the camera. And, and he's for a, for a kid like Brock Purdy to have a veteran like George Kittle. And if, if you if you saw the postgame co- uh, news conference, George Kittle's he's he's Brock's biggest cheerleader. Brock Purdy's a very humble kid. And George Kittles is just heaving praise on him, you know, just giving him all of that confidence. And and Purdy did uh, enough. Like you said, John Prepod, he didn't turn the ball over. He's only had two interceptions his entire NFL career. So it's kind of crazy. He's very safe with the football. The 49ers lean on that defense. And, uh, you know, we come down just like last year. We lose on the final play against the Niners. At least last year's final play where Dak mm-hmm. slid and we didn't have time left. At least we were kind of close. Yeah. What the hell was that, Kellen Moore, with Ezekiel Elliott at center? We had linemen lined up out wide right. I'm sure there's some cue play that was dialed up, but it's embarrassing. We go home a loser again. The 27 years is going to go to 28 since we've been to a conference championship. John, how'd you enjoy this game? Yeah, man, that hurts. That final play definitely leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Um because uh, to your point, what the hell was that? I what I would really that? love a, a breakdown of what the intention of what the X's and O's on that were. Like, yeah. just throw up the classic Hail Mary. Like, Dak's got an arm. Like, yes. give yourself a chance. I feel like that gave you no shot. 
Um, as confusing as that was, you know, the game, like you said, was pretty straightforward. And, and it was funny that we kind of talked about this being like such a blue chip kind of like blue chip NFL matchup. That it was very much like a 90s kind of stalwart defenses game. And uh, yeah. I, for the most part, I thought the Cowboys did well. I mean, the, I, I think looking back on some of the highlights of the game, I think what stood out to me most was that the Cowboys just, you guys had chances to kind of, you guys had opportunities to score touchdowns. Um, and you guys stalled often, you know, not necessarily in the red zone, but from like the 30 out and you had to settle for yeah. field goals. Um, you guys came out early and scored the first touchdown of the game defensively you guys stopped them they didn't score their first touchdown to the fourth quarter wow they just took advantage of the opportunities that were given i mean there's a third quarter opportunity where turpin comes out of the the kickoff and yep. gets you guys a nice like 40 yard almost 50 yard kickoff return back and then you end up settling for a field goal and it's like yeah. those are the moments where i think the edge ended up with the 49ers because defensively both teams were very impressive. Offensively, there were highlights on both, but to your point, like I mentioned earlier, uh, Brock Purdy doesn't make the crucial turnovers, um, which nope. Dak does, um, and that really hurts. Uh, you know, as as the anti daxer crowd and and you have to deal with going into the off season, it's like more questions around this guy that you're paying a ton of money to, because this is a team that was primed to you know make this make this. Uh, this drive into the postseason this year. So I think, as you mentioned, the good news for you guys, putting a bow on, on y'all season, you, you wrap up uh, Quinn for another year. So at least you can look forward to bringing back a lot of that roster, uh, if not all of it, um, and just getting better. All right. So, I mean, you, you lost to, again, like we were talking about with the Giants, one of the top two teams easily in the NFC. Yeah. So it stings, but, you know, it also makes sense. So, for the 49ers, uh, kind of surprised that they couldn't get more going on offense. Like you said, their two stars were kind of quiet. George Kittle makes a circus catch that eats up 30, 40 yards. But if it wasn't for that, his day looks way different. Um, so I'm interested to see. Uh, we will obviously get into it when we start prepping this next game uh, for, for the weekend. But 49ers um, kind of surprised me. But obviously the defense stands up and, and looks great. You mentioned Fred Warner covering CJ. Uh, cd lamb that yeah. happened on a couple of different plays too and there was another pick that dak almost threw like yes. on the one yard line to him and it was like a bad throw and I, yeah so we'll see um 49ers i think the again here the better team won so uh i think it makes for uh better tv for us at least this weekend i agree yeah, Dak was off his game. Like I've seen a lot of stuff on, on on the Cowboys pages that I follow. Like, oh, it's time to move on from Dak. We need to le uh, go after Lamar Jackson or Aaron Rodgers. Like, and as much as I, if if we could somehow get Lamar Jackson, I'm, I wouldn't be like I'd rather have Dak. But I'm not that I'm not that uh, silly. But but guys, we have so much money tied up in Dak Prescott that that 160 million dollar contract. We're only two years into that. There's we can get rid of Ezekiel Elliott. I believe that'll happen. We'll save all the offseason talk, um, you know, for for our spring shows. But I I do think we're going to have to get used to Dak Prescott under center for the Cowboys, like it or not, for at least the next two years. And then we'll you know we'll take it day by day. We'll see what happens with Kellen Moore. But Cowboys fans, uh, you know, we'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's uh let's uh look forward now to Championship Sunday. 
where the two best teams in the NFL are going to square off, excuse me, in the NFC, with all due respect to the Bengals and the Chiefs. Uh, the two best teams in the NFC are going to square off. This is, I, th- I think, with the matchup that we all kind of thought we were going to see at the beginning of the postseason. 49ers traveling to Philadelphia. Uh, this is awesome that uh, I, th- I saw Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy. This isn't the first time that they've they faced off. Uh, they, they played each other uh, when Jalen was at Oklahoma and Brock Purdy was at Iowa State. It was a thriller. Uh, Jalen Hurts beat Brock Purdy 42-41. to 41. Uh, Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy had 337 yards, six touchdowns in that game. Jalen Hurts had 341 yards and five touchdowns. Wild. So let's hope uh, we get any kind of uh, a game like that. I'm sure it'll be much lower scoring. Yeah, because those don't sound like two uh, two collegiate schools that uh, play a lot of defense. No, we know what the 49ers <laughs> do. We we just talked about Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, and that defense. I think that the Philadelphia Eagles defense is just as good, if not better than the Dallas Cowboys defense. They are going to be be coming at Brock Purdy all day long with Hassan Reddick, uh, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. The pass rush is relentless. Josh Sweat, they keep throwing out bodies at you. Um, and as we talked about uh, the health of the Eagles, Lane Johnson was back last week, and they're hopeful uh, Avante Maddox, their slot corner, will be back this game. Guys, if Avante Maddox is, is healthy on Sunday, the Philadelphia Eagles entire roster will be available to them. We don't we we we, we spoke about it uh, all throughout the season. Sometimes it's not the best roster that wins the Super Bowl. It's the team that's healthiest. Right. And and the Philadelphia Eagles are are as healthy as they've been all uh, all season. CJ Gardner-Johnson who missed time played last week. He looked good. James Bradbury had an interception last week. This is going to be tough because I think something that is going to be different is not a, a good defense that's going to be thrown at Brock Purdy, but it's on the other side of the ball. There's going to be some points scored. I don't think the Philadelphia is going to going to put up 12 points like the Cowboys did. The this Eagles this Eagles offense is is, is flying high uh, with Devontae Smith and AJ Brown. Even, even when you go three and four deep with uh, Quez Watkins and uh, excuse me, sorry, Zach Pascal, they got some receivers. Uh, Dallas Goddard looked great last week with the one-handed catch. Three different running backs uh, with with Scott Gainwell and Sanders, and what Jalen Hurts does with his legs and arm—it's just a lot to throw at you. I do believe the Forty ers will be up. They'll be up to the test. Don't don't get me wrong. Um, but what I what I think is uh, it comes down to me: Jalen Hurts versus Brock Purdy, straight up. Uh, right, uh, rookie quarterbacks are zero and four. On Championship Sunday, a rookie quarterback has never taken his team to the Super Bowl, winning a game on Championship Sunday. So I, that's 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 just tough for me to to think that Brock Purdy is going to be the first, but he's going to have help to, as a total. Both of these teams uh, are just elite. The, the Eagles' offense Absolutely. ranks for first in the NFL in points per game and yards per game. The San Francisco 49ers' defense ranks first in the NFL in points per game allowed. And yards per game allowed, so it doesn't get any better, John. This is Sunday, three o'clock. It'll be the first game of Championship Sunday. The Eagles are floating between two and two and a half point favorites. So Vegas is pretty much telling us this is a pick 'em. And if I have to pick 'em, I know this is going to disgust <laughs> my Dallas Cowboys fans, but all year I've been riding the Eagles' coattails. Fly Eagles, fly on the way to victory. 
I've got the Eagles in another tight matchup, but I think they get just over 20 points. I'm going to go Eagles 23-19. to 19. Nice, dude. Yeah, I think uh, you, you kind of said it. It's like it's the, uh, what's the old immovable object versus the unstoppable force, right? Yep. This is going to be, and I think that if if everybody takes their bias out of whoever their favorite team is, if you're looking at it from pure NFC football standpoint, this is the game, like you mentioned, that everybody wanted to yeah. see, especially as the year went on and you saw, you know, Philly staying fairly healthy, Niners staying fairly healthy outside of the quarterback situation niner signs cmc like okay these are the two nfc juggernauts right and they've and they've yep. made a name for themselves clearly through the season so i'm super pumped i agree with a ton of your sentiment there i think that both of these teams are too good defensively and offensively across the board to kind of really give a strong edge or strong advantage to either team um i think you know just kind of position by position yeah, as you mentioned, you Jalen Hurts versus Brock Purdy, right? How do the two of them play? I think I'm probably going to give the edge to Jalen. Um, I think yeah. Brock has been a good quarterback, and he's doing what's necessary in that San Francisco offense to win you games. But Jalen can do that and then take it next level when he needs to. I think from the run game standpoint, you probably give the run game to San Francisco. Yeah. I'd say the Eagles maybe uh, schematically come up with better I, I don't know I, it's hard to argue right as a Washington fan for so long watching the the zone blocking schemes that the Shanahan's love to use they're schematically great at football at running the football too but <clears throat> I think I definitely give that edge to the CMC Debo Samuels backfield uh just yeah. a little bit more talent but then outsides uh, wide receiving core Philadelphia I mean these really? guys you know these guys are going to probably make, uh, I would think, a big stamp, make an impression on this game, uh, especially if they get the opportunities to. And then I think at tight ends, probably a wash. Um, I think both of those. Yeah. I, Kittle had a, a couple of hot years, but I think that they're they're relatively you know equal tight ends. So from an offensive standpoint, I agree with you. I think you know who elevates at quarterback because you've got weapons all over the field on either side of the ball. Um, but I think. You know, defensively, as you mentioned, Hassan Reddick um, and the Nick Boses of the world, both of them have been feasting and only getting better throughout the year. I agree that I think it's going to be another um, kind of a dogfight. And if you look back at last week's matchup, you know, versus the Cowboys, those two teams are kind of just trading jabs uh, all day. Yeah. And nobody really landed any, any, you know, phenomenal, you know, crosses or like big plays that really was like, okay, this game is now, you know, the moment, no yeah. big momentum swings. I think Philly is capable of doing that. I think Jalen Hurts is capable of doing that. I know that CMC and Debo are. I don't think that Brock Purdy is. And I think yeah. that at the end of the year, when it comes down to it, they talk about how defenses win championships. But I think in this case, I think that the Philadelphia Eagles offense is just too talented to not make their impression uh, on this 49ers defense. So uh, I think if it's a big play from A.J. Brown or it's a big play from Devonta Smith or Goddard or, you know, Sanders or Jalen himself, somebody's going to put their stamp on this, and I think that's going to give the edge, in my opinion, to the Eagles. So um, I'm going 26-20 Eagles. And it's All at right, home. Oh, Lincoln man. Financial. Gosh, we're showing our, our East Feast bias here. But, I mean, yeah, I a little just, bit. just how I feel. I think they're the better team, man, but not by much. I know that we uh, we've recently axed the NFL Pro Bowl, like they're going to do flag football this year. Right. What 
if if in my dream scenario, if we could do a NFC Pro Bowl only, and we took the Eagles and the 49ers players, and you get the entire rest of the NFC, the other 14 teams, I would take the Eagles and Niners. <laughs> I think these just NFC. Just NFC. Yeah. Every yeah. other NFC every other NFC team versus Eagles and Niners. I got the Eagles and Niners. I mean we we talked about the talent all over the field. We didn't even really touch on the offensive lines. The Eagles offensive line. I talked <clears> about Lane uh Lane Johnson. Of course you got Jason Kelsey, who may be the best uh center in football. Uh Dickerson was a pro bowler, and over on uh the 49ers, Trent Williams, I think, is by far the best offensive lineman, Gosh, maybe the best player watch, dude. in the NFL. Uh, something he, to, uh, he makes attention. watching offensive line highlights like fun. Yes. Yeah. So this this is going to be good. Something to pay attention to, John. Uh, this could be the first time in NFL history that two brothers square off in the Super yeah. Bowl. If the Eagles and Chiefs win, I wanted to get your prediction on the AFC championship just for a second. I am going to go with Kansas City. Joe Burrow has owned them. Although Mahomes is banged up, I think that they finally get their revenge on the Bengals. I'm going with Chiefs versus Eagles Super Bowl. How about you? Man, that's tough. I, uh, I, with Patrick Mahomes being banged up, I don't care what he's able to do this week. That ankle sprain looked pretty gnarly, and yeah. uh, you know that's like a four week to six week, you know, injury mm-hmm. recoup. Usually, I mean, maybe you can get out there a little earlier and start doing stuff, but you're not going to be a hundred percent for quite some time. Um, yeah. He's Mahomes. He's going to play. Everything's on the line, right? But I think I, I think I still give the edge to uh, the Bengals. Joe B. Yeah, I think I'm. I think it's going to be the Bengals. Bengals. Uh, Philadelphia. Either way, and, and regardless yeah, of what of any the, combination of, the four, of these. Oh, we're gonna have we're gonna have a great Super Bowl. I'm so excited. Before I let you guys go, I just wanted to shout out our division. I've been doing it all year. Just as a whole, we've been so dominant. The NFL awards were just announced. All of the nominees. Um, we've got a player in the MVP finalist, which is Jalen Hurst. We've got a player for the Offensive Player of the Year finalist. That's also Jalen Hurst. We've got a player for Defensive Player of the Year finalist. That's Micah Parsons. We've got a Coach of the Year, two Coach of the Year finalists, Brian Dayball and Nick Sirianni. We've got an Assistant Coach of the Year finalist in Shane Steichen, the Eagles defensive coordinator. We really, really are just loading up the box. And, I mean, uh, it sucks that we couldn't get it all NFC East uh, championship. Uh, we were we were close, but we got one team left. And and if all goes well, John, uh, we're going to be back here talking about our Super Bowl preview in a couple weeks. Um, any final Absolutely. thoughts before we go into Championship Sunday? No, man. Just everybody enjoy it. Thanks for listening to the pod all year long. Hopefully, we get one more episode in. But we only got three more football games of uh, the twenty twenty two season. So soak them in. It's fly, it's flying by. It's it's gone by way too fast, but I've enjoyed every second of it, and uh, we hope that you guys have enjoyed listening to the NFC East. Boo!